0: Let's pursue an abundant life. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Pursuit Podcast. This week, I am talking all about emotional health. I have to tell you a story that was a few weeks ago. It was with my son, Porter. He is a freshman in high school. And starting out the season of the year, he is a football player. After the first few practices of football, we get an email from the school that says, we are so sorry, but Porter, you are unable to play football because of grades. Now, if you don't know about football, grades are a staple to be able to play the sport. Schools are diligent about checking grades. And if your grades do not meet the standard, they do not let you play football. Now, for Porter's entire school career, we have been at battle with getting good grades. It's been one uphill climb for him, for us, to get those grades above the standard and we would say over and over again with porter porter you've got to get your grades up you like football was the one thing that we had that he loved that we could hang our our threats on like if you can just get your grades up you can play football Right now, you're allowed to play peewee football, but once you get to high school, they're not going to let you play. And it was this constant, like, threat, like, we trying to get him to work hard to get his grades up. But you know how life is. You just don't believe, you know, like, okay, Mom, say what you want. Okay, Dad, whatever. Well, that first week of school, we got the email... And we walked in to tell Porter that he was not going to be able to do the one thing he loved, and that's play high school football. He had one of the hardest 24 hours I've ever seen a child experience. I walked in and he was sobbing in his bed. Now, as a mom, I wanted to fix everything about this problem. Matt was having his own parental crisis because to watch his son not be able to do the thing that he loves watching his son do was hard enough. But here we are as parents and we had to stand back and allow the consequences of someone's life choices, our child that we love and adore and have literally done all that we could to make it as easy as possible for him we had to stand back and allow the consequences of his decision to go out and come into play and I remember walking in and just saying to him I can tell you're really hurting right now and he fell apart when he was trying to be cool and hold it together and everything within me try, was wanting to try to fix this and try to make it better and try to say it's okay and, and, and think of what can I do to make this stop? How can I make this pain stop? And I have done so much emotional work within myself to realize in this moment, the best gift I can give my son is to allow him to feel and experience all the negative emotions that he's feeling. There was nothing for me to do but just to be a support, just to let him know I love him, I'm here for you, and now this is for you. This is your cross to bear, and I love you. Now, the story actually has a very different ending. Because come to find out, the school had made a mistake on his grades and he was actually able to play football. So he had that rough night before he went and talked to the coach only to find out, oh, there was a mistake. You can play football. But ultimately, that experience was a gift. One, it helped us in... Teaching our son, okay, you gotta believe us, and he felt that deep disappointment. So I say thank you, universe, for helping us teach our son. But even if the story had not ended up the way it did, it was still an emotional lesson to learn on how to allow someone else to feel and experience the emotions, the negative emotions that we hate so much. So many times in our life, we struggle in the emotional health area because we fear negative emotions. We hate the consequences that come into our life. We hate the consequences for other people. And we don't like seeing people feeling negative. We don't like feeling negative ourselves, And so the first thing we want to do is get out of it. Get away from these negative emotions. What can we do to fix it? How can we make this better? A lot of times as parents, we will give our kids treats. We'll give them candy. We'll give them ice cream. You want to go to Walmart and buy a treat? If you stop crying, we can go get a Slurpee from 7-Eleven right we immediately start teaching our children that there's a way to fix these negative emotions by buying something that we love going and eating a treat right we we have these all these different ways to fix these negative emotions but if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time you know that all emotions are good even the negative ones because in those negative emotions we can learn something about ourselves We can grow and we can expand and we can find the truth that what's being, that we're trying to understand even in those negative emotions. So as a parent, these are some things that you can do when you find yourself in that hard place as a parent to watch your children experience a negative emotion. This can be when they're two or when they're 22 To watch someone that you love going through a negative place, how can you support them? How can you love them without fixing it, without getting in the way and allowing them to process all these emotions in a healthy way? Something to understand is this is also good for yourself. If you are experiencing these emotions, you can apply these same principles to yourself in the moment of experiencing these negative emotions. So number one, the first thing you can do is to validate how your children are feeling. Your children are allowed to feel the way they feel, even if it doesn't make sense to you. Way back when I first began to learn this about myself and about emotions, I remember taking my children to a church carnival and we went and I put Christian who was maybe two on a little tiny car ride it's those little cars that you like literally just kind of like bounce around in a little circle it was the most mild ride of all rides there was absolutely nothing scary about it and yet when I put Christian on the ride He literally lost his mind. Screaming and crying, he was terrified. In that moment, I was learning for the first time how to validate somebody else's feelings and emotions and understand. Just because from my perspective, I'm like, this does not make sense that he is scared of this little car ride. It's the most mild, simple thing ever. In my mind, it didn't make sense that he was so terrified of this ride. So it was a new experience for me to say, I don't understand what you're feeling, but I can see that you're afraid right now. So I had to step back and validate his feelings. Didn't make sense. It had no reason for him to be afraid. There was nothing to be afraid of. And yet, from his perspective, he was afraid. So he was crying, scared. He did not want to ride the ride. So I had to, in that moment, validate his feelings. So from a perspective of another person, whether it's your children, it can be a spouse, it can be yourself. So many times we might be in such a negative place and we look around we're like, there's no reason for me to be feeling this way. I should be happy, and yet I'm not. That's okay. Remember, you are allowed to feel the way you feel in any given moment. So the first thing you want to do is to validate first the other person's feelings. You're allowed to feel the way you feel, even if I don't understand why you're feeling this way. The second thing that you can do for someone that is feeling negative emotions is to allow them to express themselves with healthy boundaries. As a parent, I was always very courteous of my children in the way of saying, you're allowed to feel the way you feel and you can express the way you feel but I gave some boundaries because as children they don't always understand boundaries and even when you're in other relationships with other people they may not may they may not have grown up with boundaries healthy boundaries and so a lot of times you will have to establish what these healthy boundaries are so the healthy boundaries that I gave my children I would say you are allowed to feel this way but you're not allowed to hurt other people You're not allowed to hurt yourself and you're not allowed to damage property. So have your fit scream, kick in your room, but it's going to be behind closed doors. You're not going to be able to scream and kick your brother. You're not going to be able to rip apart your Barbie dolls. We're not allowed to damage or hurt others, but you can feel and express the way you feel because when we hold our emotions in right when we hold that frustration in when we lock it inside and we're not able to express it, we think that it's bad to express the anger we're not allowed you know if you're young and you grow up in a household that you're not allowed to express your emotions, then what happens it it goes somewhere it's it doesn't just dissipate and go away, so that anger or frustration that you're that you're holding inside and you're not allowed to express. It will come out eventually. You hold it in, you think, okay, I hold it and hold it, and I'm okay, I feel fine, I feel fine. You're really not fine. You've just been able to hold it in tight enough, but it will leak out in other ways. One of the biggest things that I have begun to learn to do for myself. And for my children, as well as for my husband and other adults in my life, is to allow them to express the anger and frustration that they're feeling with boundaries. And those boundaries are that you cannot hurt others with your words or with your physical self. You cannot punch somebody or say mean and cruel things to hurt someone as well as damaging property, it's not okay to break things because you're angry. So when you find yourself being frustrated, there's a lot of ways to express that, whether that's screaming into a pillow, punching a pillow, just going for a run, doing something that's gonna expend that energy out of you, right? The more you can get that energy through you, the more you can go back into a balanced place. They say if you can feel your emotions full out, you will have it fully blasted through you within seven minutes. The more you hold it in, the more you try to contain it, the longer it takes for you to work through those emotions. So the second thing is to really allow this other person to express those negative feelings within them. The third thing is that you do not want to rush them through the emotion. So many times we see a negative emotion that comes up and we're like, oh, we got to get rid of this. Okay, what can I do to help you get through it, right? Like I said before, um, we can go to 7-Eleven and get a a Slurpee. Um, We can go to McDonald's. You want a cheeseburger? You know, something that you can... Keep them from feeling this way, to rush them through the feelings and try to fix it. But really, what you're doing is not fixing the problem. You're finding ways to negatively cope with the emotions. Instead of fully feeling them, you're rushing yourself through them. The best thing that you can do is allow someone to process these emotions fully and discover what it is that we're feeling. How are we feeling in this moment and what can I do to move through them? And I know this is a really tough one. I find myself having a hard time with this because once again, Going back to that feeling of emotional um, understanding and empathy, if I don't understand, if I'm in a good place, right, I'm having a great day, everything's fine for me, and suddenly Matt, my husband, has a hard day, and he comes in, he's grumpy and moody and just chippy. It doesn't make sense to me, right? Like, why should he be in a bad mood? Everything is fine fine for me. So I began to cast judgment on him and get irritated with him and try to get him to snap out of his bad mood. What's your problem, right? I take it personal, but what's happening is I'm actually stopping him from being able to just process his emotions. So the fourth thing that you can do is separate your emotions, separate yourself From others' emotions. Somebody else's bad mood does not have any reflection on you. Even if in some way you were a part in it, maybe you and your child or you and your spouse had a a conflict and you had a fight and you had an argument. Well, even in that situation, you are not responsible for your the other person's emotions. So really begin practicing separating yourself from that person's emotions. So just because your spouse or your children are in a bad mood doesn't mean you need to take that bad mood on. That doesn't mean you need to take that negative emotion on. It doesn't mean you need to respond in a negative way. If they're being negative and grumpy and short and all the negative things, you don't have to take that on and respond in that. Doesn't mean you have to take that on and become that. You can separate yourself from that and say, okay, I see that you're in a bad place right now. You're in a negative place. You're having a bad day. I recognize that. I see that. I'm not going to take that on. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to step away until you can process that. But it's really hard for me to be around you when you're in this sort of negative place. Now, I want to make this clear as a parent and you have a child and your child has acted in in, in an unkind way and they've been um, undisciplined in their behaviors and discipline is required that separate um, having a consequence is separate than responding in a negative way. So if there's a consequence that is required to be given to your children because of the way they've acted that's one thing consequences are different than negative emotions on your part i just want to make that very clear you can give a, a consequence to your children without being emotionally negative or hyped up or frustrated i know it's so much easier to said than done but truly you can work on separating yourself separating your emotional well-being from the other person now something that i have begun to practice and recognize is how you may respond in a negative way to someone else's negative emotion so many times someone else's behavior or something they say will trigger something within you, and you may not even realize that it's something within you that they're triggering. Usually, it's a wounded part of yourself, a traumatic, something that's traumatic, some wounded, insecure part of yourself. Anytime that someone acts in a negative way towards you, gets a little chippy, says something a little rude, and you get hurt, you get offended, you get angry by it, and you respond in that sort of way, it's really something within you that they have triggered and found, the like they've tapped on a wounded place within yourself. So if you find yourself responding in a negative way, when you're dealing with somebody else, step back. I'm going to tell you it's usually afterwards, after the big blow up, after the big confrontation and the crying and the anger and the whatever. Step back and ask yourself, what was it within me that when my child said that, when my spouse said that, that it evoked that emotion, that anger, that frustration, that hurt. Why was I so hurt by what they said? What was really happening within me when they said this comment? And they were in their bad mood. They said their comment and it hurt my feelings. So I responded in anger. I responded in that negative, negative way. What was in me that was wounded? And you can begin to do your inner work. And when you find this part of yourself and that you realize, oh, when my child said this thing, it really hit this wounded part of myself that as a child growing up, I had a teacher or a parent or someone say something to me that made me feel really bad about myself. And I have lived with this insecure part of myself. And when my child said that, they hit that wounded part of me and I realized that they, it was nothing about what they said. It was within me and you can work and heal that part of yourself. And the more you work and heal those, those wounded parts of yourselves, the more you can realize when someone says something that they're trying to get at you or try to say something that you think they think will you'll, re- you'll respond to suddenly you realize, oh, I see what's happening. No, I'm not going to respond to that. I understand that I am not what they say I am or that wounded part of myself I've healed. I don't have to respond in that way. And the more you begin to heal those parts of yourself, the more you don't respond in the negative way, the more you diffuse those negative confrontations between two people. Because most of the time, the confrontations that we have with each other Is really a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of wounded places of ourselves lashing out to the other people. The more you begin to do this inner work within yourself, learning to be more emotionally healthy within yourself, the more you will begin to teach your children, even your spouse, how to live and be more emotionally healthy. Now, I know this is easier said than done. This is a long journey, a lifetime of growing and evolving emotionally. But the work you put in in this area is well worth it. Your emotions are a gift. They are not something that needs to be controlled. They're something that needs to be felt because it's the things you think that drive your emotions so your emotions are just telling you hey something that you're thinking is creating this negative emotion within you look at what you're thinking change your thoughts the more you change your thoughts the more you heal those inner wounds the more you will begin to live with emotional stability So, this week i hope you enjoyed this episode Share with others that may need to hear this lesson. I wanted to say thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Remember, you have a special gift that this world needs. Keep on growing. Keep becoming the better version of yourself. No matter what, stay present in this moment as you pursue an abundance.